0: Welcome to the Manifestation Babe podcast. My name is Catherine Zinkina, and I'm a master mindset coach and success strategist for entrepreneurial babes just like you. I absolutely love helping you up-level your life, your business, your finances, and helping you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that you want. It is my duty and obsession to give you the tools the resources, strategies, and teachings you need to manifest the reality of your wildest dreams. Think of this podcast as your daily dose of personal development to maximize your impact, your influence, and your income. If you're ready to get your ass kicked to the next level, then you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin.
1: I can't believe it's been almost two years since I've last hosted a live training. Well, consider this a manifestation because for the first time in almost two years, I'm hosting a live three-day money manifestation training called Cashflow. Flow. You can sign up for this free training at manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. We start May 15th and I can't wait to see you there.
0: Hey, gorgeous souls. Catherine here from manifestationbabe.com and I am back today with another podcast. And this time I know that I promised on my Instagram, I made a post a couple days ago, promising a QA and uh, a podcast. And so what I just did is I actually pulled a couple questions, um, questions that are either most commonly asked or questions that I maybe have not answered yet. And I like the format that they're asked in because I did used to do a lot of Q&A in my Big Facebook group. If you're not already part of it, it is Manifestation Babes on Facebook. There are over 40,000 like-minded manifestation babes in there right now. So if you're not in there, if you are following me on Instagram or coming across um, one of my books randomly on Amazon or my website, definitely check out that place because that is where I love to hang out on a daily basis. I create content for my Facebook group that is not available anywhere else as well as live streams. So some of these podcast episodes I actually do record with a camera and so you can get involved and kind of see me sitting here and recording it. And I sometimes answer questions there as well. But I just went on Instagram and I pulled, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six questions that I really loved. And so I'll give you a little shout out for those of you who asked. I did pull your Instagram um, handle as well. And yeah, let's just dive right in and get started. So the very first question that I got on here. And I did pull the full comment, which I will read just so you have full context. And I'm not just pulling, you know, a random sentence and then a random um, giving a random answer. So at home and place. Says or asks, Thank you for all you're doing. It is obvious it is a true calling for you. Oh, thank you. I'm curious, what did you want to be when you were little? What keeps your passion fires going on the down days? This is a really great question. And also, I love the fact that you asked me, What did I want to be when you were little? Because I will probably surprise you, or maybe not. (laughs) Literally, in my very first yearbook, my my first grade yearbook. So I'm about five, six years old, seven years old, maybe. Um, It literally says, and I have this yearbook at my parents' house. You know how when they, um, I guess, teachers interview little kids, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite subject in school? You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, Literally, I read when I was older, cause I didn't remember obviously what I answered as a kid, like what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was six years old. And I literally wrote down in my yearbook princess, like literally all, every kid is like astronaut, teacher, dancer, mom, I don't know, like normal, normal people jobs or normal, normal people careers or normal people stuff. Um, I guess astronaut is not that normal, but I literally wrote down princess. Um, And then when I was older, I was very influenced by my parents to want to pursue the medical field. And I was actually super, um, if you know my story, I was at one point... Totally going to become a doctor, and I was genuinely interested in the sciences, and genuinely interested in how the human body works and um, physiology, anatomy. I was so good at that subject; it was not even funny. Um, now I probably couldn't even tell you what bones are in your arm. Like I just don't. I feel like I pushed so much of that biology, anatomy, physiology out of my mind because I just. I guess I kind of grew up, um, after graduating college, I guess I kind of just went so far deep into my online business and manifestation, the law of attraction, the stuff that I actually love to talk about to the point where it just took up all the space in my brain. And I'll literally come across people who are, um, science majors or doctors or, um, you know, people who are, per- have pursued careers in the medical field and the science field. And they'll literally bring up questions or like, uh, topics that relate to biology. And they ask me like, Oh yeah, you're a bio major. What do you think of this and that and this and that? And I'm just like, I honestly have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Like you would think that I never went to college for and pursued a bio degree, but anyway, I'm going way off topic already. So I'm just going to reel this back in. My answer is princess for you. Um, what keeps your fashion fires going on the down days it is reminding me, and this is such a cliche, but I honestly want to get this tattooed on my arm because this is the phrase that keeps me going. And you guys, it's such a cliche, but it's the best is yet to come. And the reason why I love this so much is because whenever I'm feeling low, it is such a great mantra for me to remind myself that my best moments, my best memories, my best life experiences, my best um, just Everything is yet to come. And so anything that I'm going through right now, any low moments, any, um, you know, depression or sadness that I'm feeling or anger, anything that I'm feeling, uh, any negative emotion, I know that my best moments in life are yet to come. And it just keeps me focused on my future. It keeps me focused on moving forward and it keeps me focused on just having my eyes on the prize, which is ultimately my vision. I make my vision way bigger than all my bullshit, and so I'm always keeping my mind focused on my vision, and I just know that the lows only accentuate the highs, so I'll just appreciate the lows, and although they suck and they don't feel good, and no, it's not the best feeling to experience growth and having those human moments where we're just feeling icky and low and just unmotivated uninspired feeling defeated feeling like we failed it doesn't feel good but honestly when i have my best moments in life like right now being in the Whitsunday islands and knowing that brennan and i are about to go uh, on saturday actually going to go explore the Great Barrier Reef. We're going to go snorkel it, and we're getting there by helicopter, and we're going to the Whitehaven Beach, the famous Whitehaven Beach that I've been dreaming of going to ever since Brendan showed me, um, also by helicopter, and that's like such a high moment, right? We have all these high moments, and just being in Australia in general, like it's been such a high moment for me where I'm kind of like looking back on my life and being like, holy effing shit, my life is amazing, but it's only because I've had had lows to contrast this high. If I've never had lows in my life, the days where I cried myself to sleep because something wasn't working or, um, I felt defeated in my business or, um, I experienced my first refund, or, or experienced my first hater, or, or my first negative comment, or negative review, or whatever negative happened. If I didn't have those moments, I would not appreciate my highs as much. And so, these kind of things keep my fashion, uh, my passion fires going, as well as the phrase "life is happening for me, not to me." That is Tony Robbins, and that just mantra. Helps me so much in so many different ways when the unexplainable happens when things just go wrong I remind myself I literally talk to myself like Catherine life is happening for you right now you're not going to understand why you're not going to understand why it had to happen right now you're not going to understand the timing or the reference or uh, you know you're just not going to understand and that's okay because you don't have the behind the scenes and the behind the scenes are beautiful and the universe is rearranging and reorganizing these amazing things for you. Um, and so it is happening for you, and you just have to trust and keep the faith. Keyword, trust, keyword, keep the faith. Like you just have to do that. Um, so that's what helped me. Great question. Um, at Tori, Tori, Tori asks, hi, Catherine, where did you do your NLP training? I did my NLP training on, um, with transformdestiny.com. It is a LA based, I think it's LA OC, Orange County, somewhere around that area based, um, Company and actually the owner of the company is my coach. His name is michael stevenson He is amazing and he started this nlp certification company He has several companies now and several different events and I have done i'm actually part of his mastermind as well And so I really believe in his work. I love he's just he teaches Him and his trainers just teach nlp in such a fresh way um where it's just you know, it's, there's a lot of integrity behind the company. It's very ethical um, and they truly just want to help people. And they use, unfortunately, NLP has gotten a bad rap from, I guess, some people over the years. I don't really know what happened in between the discovery or the creation of NLP and now. I guess some people have been using it to manipulate others and do icky things. Um, but Michael Stevenson runs his company with integrity and he just absolutely loves helping people. So that's that's. that's where I did my NLP training. Highly, highly recommend them. If you go to them, please mention that Catherine's and Kina brought you. Um, and, uh, not that I get commission or anything, but I just want Michael to know that I fully support his company and fully support him and what he's doing and just absolutely love what he's doing. Um, so that was the first part of your question. Also, any mindset tips for nurturing your email list without feeling like you're bothering them? There's always that one person that unsubscribed and I end up focusing on that versus the content. Thank you for all that you do. All right. (laughs) I've been there, done that. When my email list was at like 500 to 1,000 people, every single unsubscribe that I saw completely defeated me. Like I felt so defeated and I felt like nothing mattered and that my email sucked and that I should just never write another email again. And what ended up happening is that although I felt that discouragement and I felt like I am bothering people and that people don't want my content, I also had to remind myself that the people that are your tribe. You can't bother them. So if you're bothering someone with your value and your content, well, they're never going to be your customer anyway. Like they're never, ever, ever going to buy from you anyway. And so it doesn't matter. It's better to let them go than to pop up in their inbox. I would much rather you spend your energy on on adding value to people and having it reach the people who actually want to hear from you. And just remind yourself that in general, the majority of your email list, I mean, all of your email list opted in because they had to, not because they were forced to. It's because they wanted your value and they came in wanting your value. So don't be afraid to email them. Just as you're not afraid to bother your Instagram followers by making a post, right? Or bother your Facebook uh, friends or followers by making a post. Email marketing is the same is the same thing. And I know there's different rules that apply, and there's different algorithms and different kind of um, you know unspoken rules. Like you don't want to email people six times a day, but it's more acceptable to post multiple times a day on Instagram and Facebook. But overall, in general, just as long as you're coming from as much value as possible while promoting yourself and especially giving as much value as possible, you're going to be okay. I typically, just to be completely transparent and honest with you guys, I get about 50 to 100 unsubscribes per email broadcast. My list is obviously a lot bigger than it used to be when I used to get that one unsubscribe. And of course I would click and see who it is. And I would see that it's actually somebody that I follow or somebody that um, actually loves my work, or at least I thought that they loved my work. And I would just get so offended. And now, I just know that you never know the reason why people unsubscribe. That's another thing I wanted to mention because I know personally I have unsubscribed from um, people's emails for various reasons that has nothing to do with them bothering me or nothing to do with the, the, um, with the emails that they send, like it has nothing to do with them. It's never about them. It could be that, first of all, I used to use a service called unenroll.me, which literally would unsubscribe me to multiple lists all at once. And sometimes I just, I could not bear Going into my email inbox and seeing like 200 emails a day it just drove me nuts. And so I remember a couple times I would go in and I would literally check that I want to unsubscribe to everything. But like the most important emails, like, for instance, emails related to my bank, emails to related to my business, emails related to... um Uh, you know, my personal stuff or like flight information or, you know, so I wouldn't unsubscribe from like American Airlines or something, but really went in and did the important stuff. So you never know why they're unsubscribing. It's not like you can't, you can't take the shit personally. Um, another thing I wanted to mention. So going back to getting 50 to 100 unsubscribes with each uh, broadcast, but I'm also getting 200 subscribers per day added. So that one unsubscribe, don't look at it as like the end of the world because you're going to keep growing your list and although people will come and go just like sometimes I'll notice that sometimes I'll lose a couple followers but then I'll gain a lot more I'll lose a couple followers and I'll gain a lot more look at each unsubscribe as just clearing up space so that you can share value with the people who absolutely love you you look at it as you're sharing your energy your precious energy with the people who want to hear from you and because they opted in, they want your value. So come on in, give them value, open up your heart, um, you know, g- come from the right intention, and the people on the other side of your emails will feel that. So that's my answer to that question. Christia, Christia, Mariel. I think at Christian Muriel, if I mispronounce your name or mispronounce your handle, I apologize in advance. My name gets mispronounced all the time. It's actually a Russian name, Yekaterina Zinkina, or if you want to give it a Russian twist, it's Yekaterina Zyankina. And so it gets mispronounced all the time. And so um, just please understand that I don't mean to because I totally understand when other people (laughs) mispronounce my name. Uh, So Christian writes, imagine you're in a job you hate and you're currently working on your dream business on the side and you really want to quit your job, but you can't as of now because of financial reasons. Now, as a student of the law of attraction, You know that you have to be grateful in order to manifest. What if being grateful for your current job starts to feel dishonest and it does not feel as good anymore? What would your advice be on this? Also, do you have any advice to women who really want to quit their job, work on their dream business, but feel blocked because they have bills to pay? So I actually don't have to imagine anything because I have been here, especially January, from January 1st, 2017, so the new year of the 2017 year, um, to about April, I felt these feelings where my business started to take off, but it just wasn't quite there yet to where I felt comfortable quitting my job. And I remember so much excitement at the same time, so much excitement was happening in my business. And I remember walking into my office and just dreading it. Like, oh my God, like eight more hours that I have to sit in here while I could be using the same eight hours at home on my business. And imagine if I took those eight hours and put on my business, I would actually get enough sleep at night and I wouldn't have to be working in the evenings and my business would just boom because I'm not just working on my lunch break, but actually having eight full hours. I've been there and I remember asking myself, like, how can I come from gratitude with this job? This job is sucking my soul, but at the same time, I don't want to put myself in a position where I quit my job and then go home and feed Into my business with a lot of that stressed energy. And what I mean by that is, I never wanted to put myself in a position where I had to run my business for financial reasons. I started my business because I wanted to serve others. And yes, money is important, but I wanted the money to follow the service, not for the um, service to follow the money. And so every single day, I was putting in value, putting in value, not expecting anything, but just appreciating the people who loved my value. And I knew that the more value I would give, people would love that. And they would want to come and get more value by paying me for my next level of value. That's how I've always seen my business. That's how I've always seen sales. It's give, give, give value, and then entice people to want more value. Make it so good where they're like, holy shit, her value is so good. Her content's so good. I can only imagine what rich babe is like, or I can only imagine what the VIP tribe is like, or I can only imagine what her book is like. And so I want that next level of value. Value And so I'm going to give some energy in exchange for that energy. And that energy can come uh, obviously comes in money. Right. So why was I going on that tangent? Hold on. Let me go back to this question. Oh, yes. So I never wanted to put myself in the position where Um, I was stressed for money and forcing a lot of just creating content and just being super aggressive on the sales and and just only creating content because I needed clients or I needed the students or I needed um, people to buy my stuff. And obviously you need that in order to run a successful business. But again, it was just an energy thing for me. And so I wanted to make sure that I would be fully supported by my business. Um, And so I remember being there and earning enough money in my business to where I could totally almost quit my job, but not quite yet. And I remember being so freaking frustrated. And I remember one day I was sitting in front of my computer and I was like, I was just like so stressed out, so frustrated. I hated the phone. I hated every time it rang. I hated every patient. I just hated everything. And I wanted to just go home and work on my business. And because I kept focusing on I hate this and I need to keep working my business, I kept attracting more and more situations to make me hate my job even more. And so one day, I remember taking out a piece of paper and writing down not necessarily what I'm grateful for in that moment, because honestly, I just had so much resentment in my body where I could not feel grateful for, for my job and like the tasks that I had to do in the moment. But you know, you always have to lead with gratitude and you have to find your joy in order to raise your vibration. The higher you raise your vibration, the more opportunities show up in your life to help you finally quit that job and help you grow, grow your business. So I asked myself, how can I put myself back in that energy of gratitude right now? So I whipped out a sheet of paper and I literally wrote down, What has this job led me to up until this point? And the pen just flowed because I realized if it wasn't for this job, I would not have this business. If it wasn't for this job, I wouldn't be able to come from service in my business. If it wasn't for this job, I wouldn't uh, be able to pay my rent and pay my electricity bill so that I can have Wi-Fi to even run my business. I'm so grateful for this job because without this job, I wouldn't be so confident on the telephone or confident of talking with people. I had to talk with so many people all day long, so many different scenarios, so many different situations, lots of phone talking, lots of getting through to people, learned a ton about customer service, just learned a ton about just running even a business like in my job. And so I reminded myself like, oh my God, this job led me to exactly where I need to be. So figure out all the different areas in your life that your job has positively impacted because there's no dishonesty in that. If you find a real reason to be grateful, again, don't make it up, right? Like if you're not feeling grateful for your job in that moment on that day, then find out what you can be grateful for leading up until that moment or what that job allowed you to do outside of that job, if that makes sense. Because there's obviously skills that you picked up. There's obviously... Um, <clears throat> techniques that you got better at like there's something that you picked up from that job where if you didn't have that job you wouldn't have those skills um and also utilize every single minute outside of your job and pour it into your business in the morning as soon as I walked into the office even let's backtrack as soon as I woke up I would push play on a podcast or audiobook or I would listen to something inspirational and then once I'm done with that I remember specifically especially because I just it's so vivid for me the apartment that I lived at um, before Brendan and I moved into our own apartment we actually to save money um, lived at my step grandma's apartment rent free um, actually we paid we paid all of the utilities we paid for food we paid all we paid for everything but the rent and that was just I'm so grateful because I was so such a huge blessing at that time, especially when we needed it. And so that was around the time when I was really pouring every single resource, every single second, every single bit of energy into my business. And so right before I left the house, I would get on and make an Instagram video. And back then there was no Instagram live. I I wasn't doing live streams because I was freaking afraid of live streaming. And so I remember just recording these one minute videos or writing a post or making some sort of content right before I left the house. It was like my 10 minutes of coffee plus content time before I left the door then in the car, I would be listening to Tony Robbins or listening to a podcast or listening to someone inspirational or an audiobook of some sort. As soon as I got to the office, I would do a morning ritual. And so that morning ritual involved me walking around the office and chanting my affirmations, standing in wonder woman pose, doing gratitude and doing a little bit of journaling right around the time when, um, you know, people would start walking in, I would be done with my morning ritual. And so I really utilized every single minute and, um, um, essentially, you know, while the um, while the computers were turning on, while the coffee was making, I utilized every single second. Then on my lunch break, I would whip out my laptop, and it would be content creation time, content creation time, um, editing, taking a course, uh, creating a course, doing something that would grow my business, answering some emails, and then as soon as I left my um, as soon as I left the office. Then it was in the evening after dinner. I would just work until about 10 p.m. and then I would go to bed. And so utilize every single minute outside your job and pour that energy into your business time is a limited resource. It's the only limited resource. And so take every second you got and pour it into your business so that you can grow more time later on in life where you have grown such an incredible business in this life of freedom to where you don't have to work a job and grow your business. You just have your business. And eventually that investment's just going to grow, 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 grow. And you're going to find yourself exactly where you want to be um Another tip I have for you I have a bunch just because I feel you 100% I've been there and I know the struggle um, find the joy in the smallest of things at work and what essentially you'll, what you'll do is you'll manifest more joy in your business um, more joy in your life in general and as joy is attracted to joy because your business brings you that element of joy your business will actually end up growing and so what I ended up doing at that time is I would find I would just start making up, I would start having fun with, uh, my, uh, um, with my coworkers. I would joke around. I would, uh, find the humor in everything. I would, um, <clears throat> buy like better food for works so that I would look forward to my lunch break. I would, um, I remember messing around a lot with my boss at the time because he was really into, um, guns and he would always ship like, all these interesting things to the office. And I remember I'd go to his office and literally like laugh and roll my eyes because, he, oh my God, he ordered another toy or another thing from Amazon or another gun or another whatever it was. And so I just found as much humor and as much joy in my job as I possibly could in just the tiniest of things because I knew that the more joy I felt, even if it's tiny what you focus on expands. And so focusing on those joyful moments eventually grew, 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 grew. And as I started to enjoy the smallest of things in my job, my, that joy transferred over into my, you know, all other areas of my life and all other areas of my life included my business. And so that joy ended up growing my business as well. I hope that makes sense to you, but these are my tips. Um, at Rebecca Rubin says, slash ask, love it. Question: I feel like every time I up level my up level, my system freaks out and I experience all this resistance. How did you grow a manifestation babe so quickly from an energetic perspective? I feel like my body would freak out if I were growing at a faster pace, even though maybe that's a limiting belief. Anyway, I'd be super interested in hearing you riff on this. Thank you so much for Rebecca. Um, so to answer your question, I, I totally understand what you're saying because I remember in my business, there would be many times where I could feel the upper limit kicking in. I could feel the, um, the thermostat kicking in and cooling down my life because it was a little bit too hot. And I remember every now and then I would get sick. Um, and that sickness was kind of manifested from me, um, unable, either unable to handle the growth or, um uh, manifesting uh some sort of self sabotage to bring me back into my comfort zone. And so I essentially what I ended up doing is I started to align and accept that growth is a great thing, no matter how fast it would happen or how slow it would happen, I would just trust that everything is happening for a reason and everything is happening for the highest good. And I started to train myself to handle upper limits quickly. And of course, that comes with awareness first to recognize, uh, holy shit. Like, why am I starting to get sick? Oh, I'm probably upper limiting or, oh my God, why am I, all of a sudden feeling like crap or having these negative thoughts or, um, allowing my ego to take over out of nowhere. Like, why is this happening? And so I would have that awareness. And I of course feel grateful that I had that awareness. And then I would just lean, lean, lean into growth. I would essentially, instead of running away from it, just keep leaning into it. And every time I felt resistance in my business, Anytime I felt resistance or anytime I felt like my comfort zone was trying to kick me back down. And if you guys are unfamiliar with upper limits, definitely check out Gay Hendrick's work. Um, The book is called uh, um, The Big Leap. Yes, the big leap, and it's really eye opening on um, this concept that we essentially have a thermostat of how much happiness, joy, success, money, everything that we can handle, and all of us are programmed to operate at a certain um, degree. Let's say so. Some of us are we operate our lives from sixty eight degrees to seventy two degrees. Some people operate their life from, and the hotter, the hotter you get, the more um, the the way that you would look at this is that the higher the temperature, the more up-leveled your life is. And so some people operate at 90 degrees between 90 and 95. Some people operate between 50 and 55. So whatever your thermostat is. And what ends up happening is that let's say you're a 68 to 72 degree -er, And when your life is getting really, really hot, Um, and things are just kicking off and the clients are coming and the business is picking up and life is amazing, your ego is going to freak out on a subconscious level And it's going to sense that you are heating up too hot too fast. And so, what it'll do is you will manifest some sort of situation like um, an unexpected bill or an accident or something will happen to kick you back down into your um, comfort zone or your, or, you know, between 68 degrees and 72 degrees. Some people operate when they're at 90 degrees and 95 degrees. What ends up happening is again, they might kick up to a hundred degrees and all of a sudden their subconscious mind is like, uh uh uh, too hot, too hot and brings them back to the comfort zone. Or if something happens, like something horrible happens or um, they get depressed or things don't go their way and they cool down to like 70 degrees. Well, if they typically operate between 90 and 95 degrees, that thermostat will kick in and life will start to heat up and they will do whatever it takes because that's outside their comfort zone. They don't want, want life. They're not used to life being that Cold, and so they will do things. Um, you know, they'll they'll all of a sudden go back to the habits that they had between ninety and ninety-five degrees. They'll go back to their mindset, food. They'll they'll go back to their rituals. They'll go back to. Um, You know, they'll work with the coach that they worked with when they were between that temperature range or they will be doing the daily actions, the massive actions that took them to that range, whatever it is. And so the way to handle upper limits is when you feel like you are going too hot, tell yourself that that's your new limit. that's okay and this is what life is like and this is what you're supposed to be start getting comfortable being uncomfortable so anytime i feel that resistance as my life heats up i tell myself that it's a good thing and i remind myself remind myself on the subconscious level that it is okay i am leaning into it i like it here it's hot here it's good here and what ends up happening is that as I feel more and more comfortable with my temperature range in a higher at a higher level, it tends to stay there, which is awesome. And another thing is that when I feel resistance or my life or I feel like my life is trying to cool back down, I remind myself to hold on tightly to my vision. And I take a day to breathe. So sometimes if I feel major resistance in my life, like just nothing seems to be working, um, I'm not feeling well, I'm just feeling meh that day, I'm feeling kind of icky that day, I will take a day off and I will take a day to breathe. And it's kind of like, think about it this way it's kind of like a sandstorm. I don't know why I'm bringing up this example, I guess, because Dubai has been on my mind in the last couple days. Um, and last time I went to the actually last time, the first time I went to Dubai, I got stuck in a sandstorm on the way to the desert to this desert safari excursion thing. And honest to God, it was like the scariest hour of my life. I've never experienced a sandstorm before, but for some reason this analogy works in this example of me answering your question, Rebecca. So imagine it's like a sandstorm that comes and the sandstorm blinds you. The sandstorm is just blowing so hard, so fast. You can't even move and if you move you're going to blow away and if you keep walking more and more sand is going to go in your eyes and you can't see anything you can't see anything ahead of you. you can't see anything behind you it's just a big mess and then after about an hour so let's say in terms of your business maybe it's a day maybe it's a week maybe it's a month but um you know going back to this example of the sandstorm let's say that it lasts for an hour and all of a sudden it disappears and the sandstorm is always going to go away and it's going to disappear and it's going to reveal a beautiful desert oasis. And so a lot of people, what they end up doing is during the sandstorm, they just struggle and struggle and struggle and they tire themselves out to when the sandstorm finally clears, they're exhausted and they don't want to keep going and they essentially stay where they are instead of moving forward towards that desert, that beautiful desert oasis. And so whenever a sandstorm does come in my life in the form of an illness or in the form of me not feeling good, I just, I just stand still and I hold on. I don't push forward. I don't move back. I just stand still. So I hope that helped answer your question. That is how I deal with it. I lean, lean, lean into growth. I align and accept that growth is a great thing. I train myself to handle upper limits quickly. And then if I ever feel resistance, I just hold on and allow it to pass me by just like that sandstorm. Um, At the Afterglow blog asks... What is the first thing you would suggest for someone who wants to change their life in 2018 but doesn't know where to start? Great question. So if you're just starting or at least don't know where to start and you know that you have changes to make, my biggest suggestion is to start feeding yourself mindset food. And I call this mindset food, um, but it's essentially podcasts, listening to inspirational podcasts, taking some courses, following some inspirational social media accounts. Um, It's really great Uh, sometimes I'll go on Pinterest and look up inspirational quotes or um, I'll go to Barnes & Noble or I'll go to audible.com and download a new book for, uh, for myself to listen to. When I'm listening to something that's a source of personal development or inspiration or motivation for myself, that's what I call mindset food. And so start feeding yourself inspirational content on a daily basis because what you seek, you you shall find. And so if you're seeking some sort of inspiration or some motivation to finally change your life in 2018, then become intentional with it and start to search for it and look for it and start absorbing um, inspiration from others. Because when you surround yourself with other people who are on the path that you dream of, following or you see someone kicking ass or um, someone really inspires you when you are listening to their content or reading their books or hanging out with them you kind of absorb their energy and you absorb that inspiration as well and so something that I will do especially when I'm feeling uninspired is I'll just stop what I'm doing and I will just listen to some content inspirational content for myself to um remind myself why i'm doing things in the first place remind myself the changes that i want to make and especially in the very very beginning when you don't quite know what you need to be doing yet just start training your mindset start mastering your mindset because success is as um, tony robbins says 80% 80% psychology and 20% mechanics, your mindset is what's going to help you change your life in the first place. So you might as well get started there. And um, soon enough, you'll just feel naturally inclined to want to change your life. You're going to wake up one day feeling this fire because there's been nothing but inspirational content repeating in your mind over and over and over again every single day. I highly recommend anywhere between even 10 minutes to 30 minutes a day. I like to do this in the morning sometimes. Um, Today, I had a plane flight from Brisbane to the Whitsunday Islands, about an hour and a half. I actually listened to two podcast episodes while in the sky. So I find the time somewhere and my kind of magic, magic numbers between 30 to 60 minutes a day. Um, I am very intentional with staying inspired myself. So I will always need my own personal development time. Um, whereas I'm a source of personal development for so many other people, but I need to kind of re-energize myself and have that moment for myself to catch up, to reinvigorate and re-inspire myself as well, if that makes sense. So, um, soon enough you will receive inspired action to change your life because as you are absorbing this incredible high vibe energy, you're going to just be at so much of a higher vibration. You're going to have a more expanded awareness, a more expanded mind to where one day you're going to wake up and something's just going to hit you and you're just going to know exactly what to do and you're going to be like, oh my God, I am meant for so much more in life or holy shit, this, this wasn't working for me in 2017. So why do I keep doing this? I need to change this. Like, it's just going to come at you. Um, it's going to be like a divine download as I, as I like to call it. You just never know when, but if you're intentional with it, if you're, if you're seeking it, the universe will always deliver exactly what you need. Um, at lularoe dot Stephanie Heisel. I believe that's how you pronounce your name. I have a question related to the 10 10 10. Oh, guys, I love this question. If I can't afford that amount at the moment, what about substituting a dollar amount with time? For example, I may not have extra this paycheck, but I can donate time to volunteer, have some me time, etc. I'd love your insight. Okay, this is my opinion, guys, and this is just my opinion. So This might offend some of you, this might not offend some of you, this might light a fire under some of your asses, I don't know. But in my opinion, if you can't afford the 10-10-10 rule, then you can't afford not to follow it. The 10-10-10 rule, the reason why it works so well um, for me and those who have tried it, I have received a lot of testimonials and feedback from people who just took the damn leap of faith and tried it with even just for a month of their life or even for one paycheck and they saw what ended up happening. I mean, and then they just kept going and going and going like the 10-10-10 rule. The reason why it works so well is because it involves all spiritual principles in play when it comes to money and finances and abundance. When you're giving away, and those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, some of you may have no idea what the 10-10-10 rule, what it is, it's um, chapter 20 of my book, Unleash Your Inner Money Babe, which you can find on Amazon. And on and the the book is essentially a workbook where every single day is a separate chapter and a separate uh, money babe action. And so I teach you a principle around money. Money and kind of like, and give you an action to practice around money so that you can up level your money mindset and manifest a thousand dollars in 21 days. And on day 20, I share the 10, 10, 10 rule, which is something that I adopted, um, when I first started working on my finances and really up leveling my vibration when it came to money. And what the 10, 10, 10 rule stands for is 10% of your income. Whenever you receive a paycheck or have a payday or, um, whatever it is, as soon as you receive money, 10%, you donate. So as soon as you receive the money, you donate 10%. So you find a charity or a cause or a person in need. It can be in so many different forms. I have done it with, I've literally handed homeless people the cash in the 10%. I have, um, sponsored, um, families for Christmas, I have donated to charities. I have found random GoFundMe accounts that I, this is my favorite thing to do. I always look for GoFundMe accounts that need like my, whatever 10% of my income is that week. I'll look for GoFundMe accounts where all they have left or total is my 10% and just pay it off fully or just surprise a family and just uh contribute the entire um the money the amount that they need in a single donation that's really fun to do because they're like holy shit who's a stranger who cares about me and obviously you're a complete stranger so it's a lot of fun um i love to stay anonymous i'm actually i believe the best way to donate is to do it anonymously just because for me it's not an ego thing for me it's just i'm doing it for me and i'm doing it because i just know that um I don't know. I just... It makes me feel good. So I guess it is selfish in a way, right? It really makes you feel good. But at the same time, I don't want recognition for it. And I don't want people to be like, oh my God, Catherine, you're so amazing. Because I... I know deep inside and I'm confident in my own heart and my own intentions and I know that I'm a good person and I care about others and um, giving away money is one of my ways to show people that there are people who care and sometimes people need that financial resource so you can give all the time in the world that you have. But sometimes, you know, like for instance, when you're building a house, you can give all the time away. You can, you can, um, have all the time you need to build a house, but if you don't have the financial resources, how are you going to buy the tools to build a house? So there is financial resources involved in, uh, donating. So just giving away time alone does never works. Like you have to fund it somehow, Right. And so giving money away is the 10%. And what it essentially does is it shows that you are abundant or that money is abundant and it helps you detach from money and, and um, really helps you prove to yourself that by giving away money and by helping others that you trust that the money is always going to come back. The money is always circulating back. The money is just an energy. And if you pour that money into someone who needs it a little bit more than you, the universe is going to take care of you in return. And it's not like you're doing it just for that return, but that return has been so... Like so phenomenally, phenomenally (laughs) amazing in my life that it's just like I, I can't go. A payday or I can't go a week in my life without giving the 10% away. And then the other 10% is for spending on yourself. So this is to help you raise your vibration financially because what happens is that when we are living paycheck to paycheck or we are saving our money or we are paying off debt, a lot of us deprive ourselves of our desires and we make saving money and investing money and paying off debt the most boring and depressing and excruciating process possible. Like we just deprive ourselves and we eat shitty food and we wear the same clothes for like years on end because we have this financial goal, right? Financial goal of saving our money, financial goal of paying off debt, and we never have any fun. And let me tell you, when you feel broke all the time, You're never going to be wealthy because when you are feeling broke, you're always going to manifest more situations in your life that are causing you to be broke. So, if you're someone who never spends money on yourself, never treats yourself, never shows yourself that you deserve to have abundance and be abundant and feel abundant, you're always going to manifest. So, the savings that you're holding on to like over-saving and depriving yourself, because you're constantly feeling broke, that's when you keep manifesting the unexpected bills because the universe is just feeding you more situations to feel broke around. Or maybe something happens where you go deeper in debt or whatever. That's I believe that that's one form of self-sabotage is when you are constantly depriving yourself and attracting more of that deprivation into your life. Um, so this spending 10% on yourself raises your vibration um to a higher level and it shows your you show yourself that you deserve to be abundant. And then the last 10% is going to your savings account or some sort of untouchable savings account. So this is where you are paying yourself first. And also how I believe this works is that by you holding on to 10% of your income and watching it grow, when you're seeing that number get larger and larger and larger, it's training your mind to get comfortable with having more money because a lot of us have this weird behavior around money based on limiting beliefs that it's not okay to have a lot of money or it's unsafe to hold on to money or it's unsafe to have a lot of it. And so sometimes we'll have this huge influx of money coming in, or we'll have a ton of money in our bank accounts, and we will go into overspend mode because again, holding having a certain amount of money takes us way above our thermostat and our thermostat does not like that. And so it's going to cool our life down and and cause us to overspend our money so that we can bring our uh, finances back to that level at which we are comfortable with. And so by putting away 10%, into an untouchable savings account and watching it grow little by little or sometimes a lot by a lot on a weekly or monthly basis, you get comfortable with having more money where you become a uh, more of an energetic match to larger amounts of money. And when you feel comfortable with larger amounts of money, guess what? Your thermostat for your money grows with you. And so when you see 10K, 20K, 100K, 500K, a million dollars growing in your account, or maybe you are investing this money, whatever you're doing, you all of a sudden start to associate yourself with larger amounts of money, and so larger amounts of money stop scaring you, and you don't feel guilty about it, and you don't feel like it's a shame, and and uh, you know it's a shame that other people don't have as much as you, and you don't have all these crazy thoughts because it's happened incrementally, right? Think about it. Lottery winners when they um, have this huge lumps of money that came out of nowhere, like they went from being broke to all of a sudden having $200 million or $100 million, what did most of them end up doing? Most of them end up broke because they never incrementally grew their mindset along with that money they their their wisdom around money like they're just their smarts with money never grew incrementally and they obviously have limiting beliefs in play and they essentially self-sabotage because they went from being at 60 degrees to 500 degrees and guess what their subconscious minds were like holy effing shit you cannot operate at 500 degrees let's bring you back to 60 because they never got themselves there vibrationally. And so that's a long explanation of the 10-10-10 rule, but that's essentially what it means. And so my opinion is that if you can't afford the 10-10-10 rule, then you can't afford not to follow it. And so my advice for you is to take a leap of faith and just try it and see what happens. Because let me tell you, initially when I decided to follow this, I kind of created this rule for myself based on a couple of different books and a couple of different advice that I heard from other um, money uh, money masters. Like I remember hearing the, the 10% um, giveaway obviously comes from as long as the Bible, right? The Bible talks about tithing, tithing 10%. 10% belongs to God. And so you want to donate it and give it back. And so circulate it to people who need it more and whatever and so I was like you know what like if spiritual ancient texts talk about this and it's been talked about in many other books let me just give it a try Um, and then 10% of um, spending on myself just came from knowing that if I'm not showing myself that I am abundant then that a feeling of abundance is never going to grow within me and then the 10% of paying yourself first I'm pretty sure that came from T Harv Ecker, um, in his book, secrets of a millionaire mind. Cause I know he talks about percentages in there as well. And so I just, I really resonated with 10%. And let me tell you, when I started this role, I was making $400 a week. And I needed every fucking $400 that week. I needed to eat. I needed to pay for gas. I needed to make payments. I needed um, to reinvest back into my business at the time. Like I had things going on, but I knew that if I waited until the end of the month or the end of the week, I would not be able to afford that 10 10 10 roll. You have to do it as soon as you receive the money, as soon as it comes into your life. You don't even think about it. Right away, you transfer 10 to savings, 10%. 10% you transfer to wherever or you take it out in cash or have it however you want it want to um, have it, to remind yourself that this is to spend on you. This is to take you out to eat. This is to take you out to coffee. This is to buy yourself a new shirt, buy yourself some new sexy underwear. I don't know, whatever it is, however you spoil yourself. Even if it's just $10, you guys, I'm telling you, I started with very small amounts. um And, you know, t- and the other 10% is you donate it. So right away you find a charity, you find a GoFundMe account, you find me something, you find something that speaks to you, that resonates with you and you give it away. And so you don't wait until the last um, last day of the month. And what ends up happening is what you'll find is that I'm telling you guys, there, me and the people who I have taught this rule to, we have never come to a point where we ran out of money by following this rule. Like there was never a point where I regretted following the 10-10-10 rule because my income constantly grew. The more meticulous I was, the more ritualistic I was at this, the more I enjoyed it. I grew to really enjoy it. Um, it's a lot of fun. And to just have something to do with your money, right? It's a lot of fun to watch it grow. It's a lot of fun to watch other people's reactions when you um, help them financially. And it's really fun to spend on yourself. So um, the more I followed this rule, the more abundant, uh, abundantly blessed I was. And my business grew. Um, obviously, my savings grew. Obviously, my lifestyle grew to where now 10%. And Brennan brought something up, actually. For those of you who are first-time listeners, by the way, Brennan is my fiance. He's also my business partner, helps me out a lot with Manifestation Babes, so I bring his name up a lot. Um, he reminded me, it was interesting, because this trip to Australia is pretty extravagant in the way that we are just literally, like, like, we just, typically when we travel, we do, try to have some sort of budget because we do reinvest in our business we do have staff to pay we do have um um, other investments to pay we do have a savings account an investment account that we want to contribute to and so but this time we're like nah fuck it like this is our this is our engagement uh proposal slash proposal slash anniversary trip and so we're just gonna go balls to the wall and I feel like we've been balls to the wall until Brendan brought up um we were talking about how much uh income we've brought in over the last 30 days with manifestation babe and how our entire trip in Australia including the business class um slash that's that's what it is on international flights um business class slash first class flights and the five star hotels and the helicopter tour around the great barrier reef and all these extravagant $500 dinners that we've had and just all these amazing experiences amount to 10% of the money that we brought in. So essentially, my extravagant lifestyle this time in Australia is purely funded by spending on myself my 10%. And I realized that I am just following my financial rule. And what used to be $40 a week turned out to be $10,000. Turned out to be $15,000 and it's only going to grow. And so that's just something to think about. And that's pretty amazing. Um, and I'm so glad he brought that up because all of a sudden I was like, wow, like I, no matter what, like I just keep following the 10, 10, 10 rule and it just takes care of my life. No problem. So I hope that helped answer your question and I hope that you give it um, a try and just believe in it. And also, if you want to donate your time, donate your time as well, but try donating your money. Um, Believe that it's going to come back to you tenfold. And that is it for, I know that this... I give really long answers to questions just because questions inspire so much thought within me and I just have so much to say and I love to um, give each question my full attention and my full time. So I'm going to do a couple of these Q&A podcasts. So if you ever have a question that you want to ask me, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Manifestation Babe is my account. DM me your questions and I will start taking note of my most frequently asked questions as well as questions I haven't answered yet in previous episodes or previous posts on my Instagram or previous live streams on my Facebook. Um, Try to get some unique answers going. And so go ahead and send me your questions. And that is it for today. I only got to one, two, three, four, five, six, but I will definitely be doing more of these, especially let me know if you enjoy this. Um, uh, Also either send me a DM, leave me a review, comment on one of my Instagram posts. Just let me know that you enjoyed this episode and I will keep bringing you some more Q&As as as well as other um, value rich podcast episodes. And before I go, you guys, if you haven't yet seen my five day rich babe challenge that's starting on January 15th, check out the show notes right now and hit the link to sign up for a free five-day challenge that will help you unleash your inner rich babe and revolutionize the way you attract money into your life i'm actually going to be giving away a thousand dollars so this is my biggest giveaway yet when it comes to um challenges that i love to run every now and then a thousand dollars to one lucky rich babe who follows the giveaway challenge rules uh carefully and completely for all five days of the challenge uh there's also a ton of really great mindset shifting content in here there's um ways that I haven't yet talked about money in one of the videos, which is really exciting and really cool because I realize that there is another way that I have helped up level my money mindset to a level where money just really is I've just become this money magnet and it's great and I want to help more people become a money magnet too and so there's really great new content in there as well to just help you up level your vibration when it comes to money and completely revolutionize the way you attract it and set yourself up for financial abundance for life not just financial abundance for the next week or day, or month ahead, but for life, you guys. So you definitely do not want to miss this uh, this challenge, and we start in the just a couple days from the recording of this podcast. Um, so January 15th is the date, and so go ahead and sign up right now so you don't miss it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and if you absolutely love this episode, I would appreciate a review on iTunes, and um yeah, just let me know how you like it. Leave me a comment, send me a DM, give me some sort of feedback. I'm always listening. I have my eyes and ears open and I'm always open to feedback, topic requests, as well as uh, Q&A episodes. I love you guys so much and have a fantastic day or night wherever you are in the world. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up some extra inspiration on Instagram by searching at Manifestation ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.